Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast. Uh, thank you so much for downloading the show. Really appreciate the support. And today uh, we're going to be covering for us, which will be our second uh, Indian Women's League. We did the first one last year uh, and I've got two uh, really good friends uh, coming on the show to really educate me really about the uh, the Indian Women's League and the football scene for women in India. Um one person we've spoken before he's been on the show before Ulus Ulus welcome to the show how are you my friend thanks for it's always a pleasure to be on this show and it's kind of cold here but i'm doing quite well um Ulus today is in delhi so that's why he's cold it's not as cold as england but uh, i'm i'm sure you're feeling it as well and um we've got jenny uh, who's kindly joined us as well jenny hello and welcome to the show how are you I'm fine thank you Bharat thanks for having me on the show No no we really appreciate I, sorry In contrast to the climate where you two are Chennai is here quite hot <laughs> Chennai is always hot but it's a beautiful city from what I've seen it is on my bucket list um as you know I speak to um Nevin Thomas on a regular basis uh, he's he's part of this show and he's always telling me about um the chicken biryanis that he's a big fan of so that's also on my bucket list no really appreciate both of you uh, taking time out because uh, um when we started the podcast uh, we really wanted to cover as m- many uh, sports that in- indian women play and excel at and obviously football is one of them um Olus, i think you came on the podcast last year uh, gave us a bit of an insight into the state of indian women's football which wasn't all good unfortunately but we are here and um the fourth indian women's league has started ulus can you give us a bit of background as to um for those new listeners about the league and its development and uh, what's happening at the moment sure so there isn't much to say in terms of development it's been uh it's been stuttering its way forward but uh, it started in 2016 with uh, about 16s um and since then we've had Uh, a league every year it's on to its fourth edition now and uh, this year uh, we were promised a lot more in fact uh, kushal das was on record saying that there will be more teams there will be a longer league and all of that but compared to last year's league which was about 18 days this year we have one uh, that is 21 days long so i don't know if those three additional days <laughs> are an idea of progress <laughs> but um but that that's where we are right now uh, we had uh, uh you know we we picked uh teams the winners of state leagues to represent uh, the state in the IWL all right uh, and even even that selection process isn't entirely clear because there are some gaps in how the selection was done but okay. uh, broadly that's the story that uh, Uh, the winners of the state leagues find themselves in the IWL and in case there was a state where there was no league uh, they were all ported into this uh, rest of india group and that they qualified which in this case was played between just two two teams which is fc alakpura and gokulam right so in terms of the qualification process very haphazard i mean there was a lot of uh, issues around uh, when i first covered the indian women's league last year in uh, punjab in terms of the facilities and what have you and by the sound of it things in terms of the qualification process and the structure haven't improved that much um jenny i know you're based in chennai and you're very familiar with the scene in tamil nadu of course the reigning champions are from your state 
Um, how was the qualification process? I mean, we've heard the background to it. How was it in Tamil Nadu? So this year, for the first time, there was a league, a state league. Uh, it was called the Tamil Nadu Women's League. All right. Um, this has, uh, started towards the end of December and went you no know, till mid Jan. It was supposed to go uh, till Jan twentieth or twenty fifth, something around that time. But uh, suddenly the I- IWL dates were announced, and there was hardly any time for the league to wrap up so they had to just you know hurry up and get all their uh, games finished ahead of time uh, but then um uh, there were seven teams uh, seven teams uh, in the league uh, one was sedu fc the reigning champions and their academy team uh, from chennai uh, so sedu fa so two teams from sedu itself and then the tamil nadu women uh, uh, police team and uh, then uh, fc tamilachi and wow women's fc these uh, were two teams that were formed just for iwl uh, right before i mean not iwl twl right before I- twl started and uh, two more teams football plus and minerva fc now these two uh, teams existed for quite some time but they did not have a women's team as such uh, so football plus and minerva fc have been around for quite some time and they formed a women's team for TWL uh, so apart from Sedu FC and TN Polis all the other remaining five teams were kind of new and it was very evident uh, in the league as well uh, when it uh, as the league progressed Sedu and the Polis team were totally dominating the league and uh, the Polis team lost just one match and that was against Sedu FC um so just one team can qualify from the league to IWL right so it was Sedu FC who qualified and uh, uh, even they started their campaign in IWL with a 5-0 uh, win. Wow, they're carrying on with the uh, incredible uh, debut they had last year. So, um, in terms of the actual league in Tamil Nadu, was that a, you said it's the first one. So, I'm going to talk to all us a little bit about, um, you know, what's changed for Indian women's football since last year. Because, like he said, there was a few promises made Um and maybe not delivered. But in terms of Tam- Tamil Nadu, was the league a big uh, step forward? Do you see the uh, uh, development there being made in a proper way, in a right way? Jenny? Uh, yes. More opportunities to more players out there. Uh, because otherwise, the only time they get to play competitive football uh, in the in a year is only during the inter-university uh, competition that happens. So this was just another opportunity for them to showcase their talents. And uh, there were a few players whom Sedu loaned uh, from the other uh, teams as well uh, at the end of uh, TWL for their I League uh, campaign. Right, and um, this is something new to me as well, that uh, Madurai is where Seto are based, is such a powerful base of uh, Indian women's football, and um, hopefully you can tell us a little bit more about that in a second. Um, just, Ulus, just, um, you know, I picked up on the fact that, you know, you said this is um, a couple of days extra in terms of the, the league, and um, a few promises were made. I mean, I was looking at the leagues around Asia, and... Um, in Korea and Japan, the Indian uh, the women's leagues are about fifty games per season and a lot more better structured. I mean, they are we are a long way from where they are, but um, 
even the Southeast Asian uh, nations seem to play a lot more Indian women's football. So since we last spoke, I know there were quite a few issues and I want to come to that. But um, do you see any positives in this year's league? structure and the format and do you see as a next step forward not as a bigger step as it could have been but a step forward um so in all fairness i think uh since i don't want to come off all negative all the time but uh given that i would say that the one good thing that has happened is uh, the karnataka state football association is hosting the iwl mm. uh in the past year or so KSFA has been doing some decent work. I mean, the bar is really low in Indian women's football. So uh, even if you get a few things right, it looks really good. So they they actually organized a fairly decent competitive women's league in Karnataka. Right. So uh, they seem committed towards women's football, which is a plus. So there's, there's that in terms of the positive. And like Jenny said, uh, there is a Tamil Nadu league now, which is also a step forward. But as it happens across uh, India, anything that anything that seems to be working is quite often driven by uh, a couple of individuals yes. who are very committed. Yeah, it's not a systemic intervention. Yeah. So if you look at the Tamil Nadu league, uh, it's someone the owner of say to FC, for example. He is passionate about this. So. Uh, there are always individuals who are trying to drive the entire engine forward, uh, and then that's that's not changed. Uh, while at the uh, while for the national team, there's been some positive in terms of the number of games they played last year, but in terms of structures, we are unfortunately right where we were a year ago. So if you uh, if you look at the selection process, right, um, the the whole bungling of schedules, like the Tamil Nadu League was going on in mm. between, suddenly the IWL dates were announced, and then the Tamil Nadu League was curtailed so that they could accommodate the IWL. Similarly, there are there are many other questions. Uh, the rest of India qualifiers, for example, why was that played between Gokulam and Alakpura only? Why why weren't other teams considered? Like we had a team from Delhi last year named Han. Uh, that didn't feature. Uh, there's a team from Rajasthan that that didn't feature. Uh, in Mizoram, on the other hand, there was a full-fledged league con- league conducted. It was televised as well. Oh wow! Uh, and for some reason, yeah, and and for some reason, there is no team from Mizoram in the IWA. So, and then there, then again, we have two teams from Karnataka. So I'm I'm completely confused why the selection is so unstructured. Why some made it? Why some didn't make it? Uh, there is no transparency about it. Maybe there are genuine reasons. I don't want to say there is malified intentions here. Uh, maybe there are genuine reasons, but we'll never know because there is no communication at all. That's really disappointing to hear. And this was one of the uh, surprising things for me when I looked at the uh, teams that are qualified. And you mentioned that it was meant to be one per state. And then I saw there's only one team from the Northeast, which in my mind, living outside India, I used to think, you know, this is where most of our uh, teams and players would come from, uh, especially in Indian women's football. So I was very surprised there was only one team and uh, they were from Manipur. Um, but uh, in terms of um, uh, Setu and, uh, you know, we came back and uh, all us mentioned the fact that Indian women's football is being driven by 
volunteers, passionate local people. You must see it directly in in uh, with Setu and what's happening in Tamil Nadu, Jenny. Absolutely. Um, Setu's owner, Seni Moidin, is one person who uh, has been very passionate about women's football and has been contributing so much, trying to you know bring the women up there. Um, in fact, I started following the uh, the TN women's football team after they reached the semis of the senior nationals in 2018. Because until then, I was not even aware that we had a proper team, who we had good players. There was no uh, awareness about them. We had no idea that there was a team at all there. So after they qualified to the semis, I started you know researching more about them, uh, trying to gather information and all. And uh, it was in the same year that we won the senior nationals as well for the very first time. So the women uh, brought the senior national championship to the state for the first time in history, and at that time it was Sini who you know uh, brought their flight tickets and brought them back to Chennai, and we were at the airport to receive them. Wow. Unfortunately, even to receive them, it was just a few of us fans, uh, fans from Supermatan, and a few former coaches um, and. Know, some of the uh, players, families and relatives, it, it was just us at the airport to welcome them. Uh, not a single person from the association was there, <laughs> uh, except maybe Penny, maybe. Uh, and uh, it was after that, uh, you know, that Sedu's women's team was formed. Uh, Sedu FC as such, you know, uh, there has been a men's team for quite some time. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, there is a college in Madurai, uh, an engineering college in Madurai by the same name, and they have a men's football team. And it was after the senior nationals, uh, after we won the senior nationals, that this team was formed ahead of the second IWL. And uh, also, the thing to be noted is that Sini is also uh, the head of the women's committee in the Tamil Nadu Women's Association. And that is also one thing that kind of helps him also to get certain other things done. For example, like the TWL, the Tamil Nadu Women's League. It was solely his initiative. It was, you know, it, he was the man behind running the whole thing. He uh, put in all his efforts to get it done. Otherwise, the league would not have happened at all. There were a lot of obstacles to uh, run the league. But since he and his team were pursuing continuously without giving up, it happened. So, you know, as Vila said, it, it, it is individuals like this that, you know, run, help uh, grow women's football as well. And we need more such people. And only if there are more such people, the system will also, you know, get better. And we need a proper system for the whole setup to be better. Yeah, and this is something that I've spoken to in our other podcast, Weekly Football, that it is the unsung heroes, the local people, who don't get the credit that they deserve in terms of... Because it takes a lot of your own time and, you know, energy and obvious uh, sometimes finances to carry on doing this and um, Mr. Seni is uh, I've heard and read about him and the incredible work he's doing there and uh, he's the driving force by the sound of it of um, of uh, fo uh, uh, women's football in Tamil Nadu uh, but um, the other thing I wanted to ask you Jenny is um, is what motivates these young women to play because they know you know uh, we've heard from all us you know the, uh, the pr 
the very slow progress that it's making in terms of facilities and opportunities. What drives these young women to consider football and playing football? Two things. One is definitely their passion for this game. And second, uh, uh, is no, um, an opportunity to get a job. Right. A government job. Right. So that is also something that's on many of their minds. Um, but unfortunately, uh, even all the uh, players in the senior national teams won the championship, have not been given government jobs. And till date, the, the state government has not even rewarded them with a cash award or anything. They have not even recognized the championship that they won in 2018. So bad wow. is the government in the state. That is uh, unbelievable because, um, like I said, living outside India, you know, I would have said that uh, most of our women's players come from the northeast and that um, places like that. I wouldn't have associated with Madurai and Tamil Nadu. What they're producing uh, year in, year out is incredible and not to be recognized by the state is very disappointing to hear. But it just goes to show the pa passion of Mr. Seni and uh, the staff he's got and uh, the work he's doing. That despite all these barriers, he's um, still carrying on. Well, this must be a common thread that you're hearing around the country when it comes to not only uh, other sports, but especially Indian women's football. It's people with passion that are, despite all the barriers, still putting in time, still putting in the effort to um, make it happen. It is, it, is, it is a recurrent theme across uh, India. And in fact, I'd like to add one more thing to what Jenny said. Uh, the, the Tamil Nadu team that won the Nationals in 2018, they deserve that uh, recognition because uh, if you look at the scale of what they achieved that year, uh, to put that into perspective, you have to look at the history of the Nationals uh, tournament in India. Out of the 25 times odd, uh, it's either 24 or 25 uh, 25 times that it's been held, Manipur has won it some 20 times. Mm. So to actually break that stranglehold exactly. and to win the nationals, uh, that was no mean feat by Tamina. So uh, it is, it's a pity that it was not recognized by the government. Yeah, and that, it just reinforces you know, the incredible work that's been done in Tamil Nadu and um, the breakthrough that they've had and is continuing uh, without uh, official support. Um, I do want to end on a, po a positive note. So I'm going to talk about the league that's going on at the moment. But there's something else I wanted to ask you. Um, and this was a big topic. We talked about it for a while. Um, us was, um, you know, uh, the issues some of the players had, especially from Manipur with the National Federation. Um, I've been trying to find, you know, any follow-ups as to what's that happened because there seemed to be no recourse to any sort of um, um, fairness or, you know, uh, has that dispute, you know, developed or has it uh, been sorted out? What What's happened there? Sure. So from, from what we've seen since then, uh, there seems to have been some sort of backroom negotiation that has happened in terms of grievance reduction. Uh, Bala Devi, for example, is back back with the national team. She she came back like she had never left and netted a whole bunch of goals. And uh, she, in fact, got a trial with uh, the Scottish club Rangers. Yes. Uh, and in fact, uh, what we are hearing now is that uh, the reason she is not playing in the IWL this year is because uh, there seems to be some movement in uh, in terms of her contract with Rangers, she might eventually get a deal with them. 
so in one window she is only allowed to sign with one club so she is chosen to sit out of the IWL so clearly she is optimistic about landing a contract with rangers so that's that's a positive um pantoi chano has uh, made her way back into the national team as well um there was some report that uh, the door was still open for kamla devi to come back but kamla devi was really in no mood to uh, let go of her misgivings and uh, she she in fact very famously said that i want to come back to the national team but not with an apology so uh, so she she's made a stance very clear so she continues to be in the wilderness so there has been some moment they have been able to break the resistance so to speak um, but uh, there is still no structured way to handle such grievances uh, so there's no grievance with the sil committee yet. so do you think the players of um, you know it's not going to come out in the open but um, the grievances the players had do you think they've been resolved or do you think you know uh, they've had to bite the bullet and say you know will come back and play for the national team despite the issues or do you think the issues have been sort of been resolved uh so i think uh, there there's no clear answer to that because we'll never know uh but if if you look at how things have unfolded uh, it seems both have sort of agreed to relent a little bit both sides mm-hmm. because ch- their their primary concerns were with the assistant coach chauba devi right. uh who's who's uh, assisting uh, uh, Memol Rocky so uh, she's still with the NT so she's still the assistant coach so it's not that they have uh, asked her to step aside uh, but i think there's been some sort of compromise uh, we don't know the details yet okay um so, uh, in a way i suppose it's good to see that there's been some sort of compromise um although maybe the uh, federation doesn't want to look bad as to how much they've compromised so they might have kept that indoors but we'll never know like you say uh, uh, well until somebody speaks out um jenny I, i don't know what you think about uh, some of the treatment some of the players get have you come across anything that's uh, like what it was for the manipur uh, women in terms of disputes in tamil nadu There's one dispute going on at the moment. Really? Um yes, at uh, the so moment. there's a player by <laughs> Yes. Uh so uh there's one player, uh, one of India's best midfielders and one of Tamil Nadu's best players. Her name is Indumathi and she uh was even the joint top scorer um in the SAF uh championship that was held in Nepal last year. Um so she uh has a problem with her coach in the police department where she is working i just mentioned about you no know, how players uh, opt for the sport to get jobs in the government as well right so this is one sad case where this player has a job in the government uh, but is not being allowed because of the job she is having so uh, her coach uh, whose name is elango uh he has some problems with almost all the players out there and he never gives permissions for the players to uh participate in the state uh i mean to play for the state team or the country or for the club uh so recently uh when uh, the national team 
call up came for Indumati. He did not allow her to go, and even for the senior nationals that happened last year, she was not allowed to go. And right now, Sedu have been trying to get her on loan from the police team, and he's not been giving the NOC at all. And they they tried they tried till the last minute. They even got special permission from AIFF to extend the you know deadline for registration and. tried their best but still uh, this man is not just moving his all he wants all he has to do is just give the noc and uh, the club has also tried to approach higher officials uh, to get that noc but uh, this man only making life miserable for her uh, he has started to harass her very badly and um, her, her situation right now is very sad uh, there's nobody out there to help her and she's also not uh, complaining or she's not speaking out for obvious reasons uh, but this is not actually a a fight between indumati and elangu as such this is something a problem between the players on the whole and elangu and his accomplices because uh, even for those state uh, team trials that happened before the senior women's nationals there was not a single player from the police team who was allowed to attend the trials or play for the state team so there was not a single player there are so many talented players in the police team but they're just not allowed for no reason at all this man doesn't have a reason but the department is also not supporting the players which is really sad uh indumati is someone who has already proven herself she has won so many accolades she has proven herself on the biggest platform that's been given to her but if, if This is her plight. Imagine the condition of the remaining players who are there in the team, and they're all scared to voice up. They're all scared to speak out. Even Indumati has not given any interview till date. She refuses to speak about this whole issue because at the end of the day, it's her job that will be at stake. So no matter yeah. how much we try to convince her, and no matter how much we uh, try to you know get her to speak out or complain or, or file a complaint against all that's. she has been facing uh, she is refusing to do it and we cannot blame her as well because at the end of the day whatever will be the outcome of you know any issue raised she will be the one who will be facing it that is unbelievable because as soon as you just i mean uh, as simple as google indomati katisaran and it comes up with headlines of um, has been a game changer for india uh, shines in hong kong um and you can see the talent and the uh, impact she's having in the midfield and um to be not allowed by your exactly. employer her talented player and her talent is being wasted her career is being destroyed by that one man and the whole department behind him so she she's employed by the state police is the that tamil nadu police uh, department wow and and to be fair to you what you just said are totally reinforced because you know um everybody it's about um the income that's coming into the family that's more important we've all exactly. got to uh, live and pay bills and um support our family so i told it's a very but what a that's unbelievable um and uh, i'm assuming that because she's in i'm, I'm assuming so is she's an indian footballer young indian footballer that the media coverage and the uproar is not there as it would be let's say if it, it was a indian cricket player um and the his employer stopped him playing for the national team let's say um I know none of them back in the day most of them used to have uh, employers public sector companies employ them but that's not the case now but you know if there's a roid jam being stopped 
to play for his uh, IPL team, there'd be uproar. And I know the comparison is very different, but um, do you see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm assuming there's not the same, anywhere near the same in Tamil Nadu for Indomati. Exactly. There is hardly any media ready to write about her plight at all. Uh, there must be hardly one or two articles around the whole issue. And one of them was from uh, T.N. Raghu, uh, who had actually quit journalism a couple of years back and moved to the uh, moved to commentary. Uh, but then he had to, you know, come back, write an article about this. That was that is how bad the media is as well, you know, covering the whole thing. Everyone out there knows that there is an issue. Everyone in the department knows there is an issue. There is an issue with this man. People associated with the Tamil Nadu football. Uh, People in the Tamil Nadu football community are all aware of this person, and but nobody is ready to talk about it, and nobody is ready to address it. Nobody is ready to voice their, uh, uh, I mean, voice up against this, which is what makes this whole situation even more worse. It's, I mean, for me, when I hear it sitting here in England, it's just shocking and um, unbelievable because I'm comparing it to where I live and would it be allowed? Absolutely not. Um, and it's also the fact that, you know, it's very hard to speak out. And I totally understand that. I totally get that. It's hard to speak out, but um, it's, it's one of those ones that, you know, how can this happen? How how is this being allowed to happen? Such a talented player, and like I said, you just need to Google the name, and you'll see the streams of uh, reports of her doing out incredibly well for the national team, and not to be allowed to uh, participate and uh, showcase her talent. Um, unbelievable! I don't know what what the uh, outcome could be. Hopefully, it's a good one that uh, is similar to there's some sort of compromise, uh, as it was with the. Um, women from Manipur uh, but uh, the things that are women footballers and generally women in sport in India have to go through that's why I asked earlier you know what motivates them because there are multiple barriers that they have to come uh, starting at home and they get the support from home and then there's the facilities then it's the federations then it's your employers it's uh, very tough to be a women sportsman in India would you agree with me Jenny? It is very, very difficult. I was at few of the games uh, at the Tamil Nadu Women's League and I was there for the Sedu FC versus the Tamil Nadu Police uh, match. And Indu Mati was playing for the Tamil Nadu Police team. Uh, and this man, this head co- this coach of the Police team was there in the dugout. And I was there right in the middle of both the teams' dugout. And I could hearly, clearly hear what this man was shouting. There was not even a single instruction that he gave from the sidelines. Very rarely when he spoke out, I mean, when he shouted, it will be, you know, name calling the players. Uh, he used to refer to the players as Buffalo, Mental. Oh my. How he was calling them. He did not even call them by their names. And it, he did not give even a single instruction. It was like, Mental, why are you standing there? A buffalo, can't you see? He was so disrespectful. I was there for the match and I really wanted to go with him. It was so annoying to be there, just listening to him. Uh, I, I was just a spectator there. If, if it was so annoying to me, imagine what the players will be going through. And that was the only match the police team lost in the whole league. I, I won't say that uh, they would have won because it was against Sedu and it was a very, very tough match. And even if he had not been there, the chances of them winning that was very bleak. But still, 
at least their confidence would have been higher their morale would not have been that bad as it was because that was the only match this man attended and was there in the dugout and that match they really performed very badly there was no intent at all from the team the girls look all so you know so scared th- th- that's how it is uh, it's it sounds like bullying that we know one case that we know there might be many others as well and many others might have might also be facing the same problem we never know Olus, this is the year that we have the Under-17 World Cup and the spotlight will be on Indian women footballers. And when you hear stories like these from Jenny and the treatment, um, obviously uh, this will be hidden away because um, when it comes to international uh, tournaments, you know, we usually do a very good job and just highlight the positives. But um, what do you make of that story? And obviously it must be one that you've heard countless times. Yes, uh, so it's not very unusual to hear such stories, but uh, one can hope that uh, if if the Under-17 World Cup happens, we could possibly have more media attention to women's football on the whole. Because one of the issues that plagues us is the criminal under-reporting of, uh, uh, of women's football in general. So like Jenny said, someone who had quit journalism for good had to come back and actually write about this because others won't write about it. Right? So uh, we need someone to be on the beat all the time. right? So uh, we have one journalist right now who has been diligently covering women football for the past couple of years. Uh, that's Abresh Mina from News 18. So we, uh, we, we, have, we need more such journalists. Because it's maybe at that point we'll be able to go beyond the gendering of the sport. Because currently, even if you see something being written about women's football, you'll highly likely be seeing about you'll highly likely be reading about how a vegetable vendor's daughter has been able to fight adversity and made it to the national team or mm. something like that. Yeah. Very rarely will you see the extent of coverage that sort of normalizes the woman's presence on the football pitch. Uh, this means that uh, you'll never hear about uh, uh, Bala Devi's first touch, for example, the way she dribbles, or uh, like uh, Jenny said, uh, Indumati, there's another excellent player from Tamil Nadu named Sandhya, uh, who is uh, extremely fast down the wings. So you don't hear technical aspects of a sports person uh, in women's football, right? Uh, and that will not happen anytime soon because there is such scant coverage of the game in general. Uh, there needs to be a lot more coverage. Hopefully, the Under-17 World Cup can uh, push a few journalists towards that direction. And then maybe we'll not only unearth uh, many cases uh, like Indumatis, which, which, by the way, is a criminal, criminal uh, waste of talent. Uh, she, she's been one of the best things to happen to Indian football in recent years. Uh, but also, we will see uh, more positive stories as well of players who are good, uh, who are talented, who need the right kind of encouragement, who are winning athletes. So, yeah, let's 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 hope that happens. But uh, on the evidence of what we have seen so far, I'm not very bullish about that. Yeah, I'm still um, thinking about uh, Jenny's story about Indubanti. I just can't believe that. And uh, the treatment of the players is in this, we're supposedly in the 21st century. 
But um, yeah, we can only hope that the uh, media coverage highlights some of these atrocious behaviours happening. But I want to end on a positive note because it is about all these women who's persevered. We've talked about barriers, you know, the the things they have to go through. They've come to the uh, Indian Women's League, the fourth one. Um, just, just tell me some of the, uh, the um, teams that are playing. I mean, how do you see the tournament panning out? It, it's a very short tournament, like you said. It doesn't, you know, do justice to the Indian Women's League because I, I think Indian women uh, football players will be in the World Cup before the men's. Um, I think they're a little bit ahead, despite not having the facilities or the support that the men are given, probably, you know, from grassroots level. So the talent is obviously there. Um, how do you see this tournament panning out, uh, Ulus? So, uh, so currently we have two groups in the IWS, uh, and I don't expect massive surprises from last season. Um, we, I still expect, say, to FC and uh, Kripsa, which is the team from Manipur, uh, to be right up there on top. Uh, uh, I would I would hope that Setu and Kripsa are the ones that go all the way because uh, while I really like the Gokulam project, uh, they, they've built some sort of a Galacticos squad as far as women's football is concerned. But um, Setu and Kripsa are really invested in local talent. So I think uh, I would like to see them go... Uh, all the way. Uh, Gokulam is in the second group. Uh, but again, so these are the three teams I expect to put up a strong performance. The other team I was really counting on uh, unfortunately happens to be in the wrong group. That is Kickstart FC from Bangalore. Uh, they happen to be in the same group as Setu and Kripsa. So I don't expect them to prevail over these two teams. But had they been in the team that has Gokulam, they could have been the top two along with Gokulam possibly. So, yeah, um, no major surprises expected, but uh, I think it will again be, uh, to, to put it, put it uh, crudely, it will be uh, another Tamil Nadu versus Manipur contest, which has been the flavor of Indian women's football across tournaments. Last year at IWL, we had a similar situation. Uh, in the Nationals, we had a similar situation, so I expect more of the same. Well, um that must be um, music to your ears. I mean, to be fair, um, in the sense that I was speaking to Jenny there in terms of uh, uh, Seto being one of the favourites again. But um, I think justifiably because of the um, um, efforts they've put in to develop their players. Um, Jenny, you must be following, uh, obviously, Seto. So they are one of the favourites, as Ulla says. Um, what are you hoping for, for uh, from your team? Uh, they do. They have a lot of local uh, players, as last mentioned. Even in the first game, um, they, uh, seven out of uh, the eleven who started were local players. Um, and but unfortunately, they lost their one of uh, their biggest signings from last year, Sabitra Bandari uh, from Nepal to Gokulam this time. Uh, so we um, are yet to see how they'll fare uh, without that one player because she was the one who was winning most of the goals last season. Uh, Indumati was also there last season. So, now they don't have Sabitra and Indumati. Of course, they have a lot of other talents, but you know, only after a few more games, we can come to any uh, conclusion. Of course, they are favourites, but the next game is against Kripsa and that will be tough. 
Yeah, uh, that will be tough. But they've started with a 5-0 win uh, against Colapur uh, City. So um, the, you can see the uh, quality in uh, Setu. But uh, two teams qualify from both groups to the semi-finals. Uh, the final is on Valentine's Day, which is um, uh, very appropriate. Um, so we'll see what happens on the 14th of February. Um, guys, listen, uh, this time has flown by. I could speak to both of you um, for another 40 minutes or so, but uh, I know your time's precious and I really appreciate you taking time out to speak to me. It's given me an incredible, um, and hopefully the listeners, insight into where Indians fo- Indian women's football is. Ulus, I know we spoke last year. Uh, it seems a little bit more positive than um, how it was last year, but hopefully we can speak a bit more regularly because it is something I want to highlight because at the end of the day, these women need to be um, given as much coverage and support as possible. So hopefully we can talk about uh, Indian women's football in the year because it, there will be the Under-17 World Cup at the end as well. Um, Jenny, any final thoughts uh, before we say goodbye to you, uh, beautiful uh, Chennai? I was saying, uh, I only wish Indumati gets her to play again very soon. And um, and also, you know, uh, something else that I would want right now is people to go back and defend their title and bring it back. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. I have to slightly um, go against you because, as uh, podcast listeners will know, that if there's a Gujarati team, and there often isn't in these uh, tournaments, I will support the Gujarati team. So I'm going to go with Boroda. So a um, bit of uh, rivalry between you and me, Jenny. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. But very friendly, I might add. Totally friendly. Ulus, any final thoughts? I will do. I will do. I've not seen it, to be fair, uh, but it's something that I'm glad you highlighted. Any final thoughts, Ulus, on this tournament and um, uh, the year ahead for Indian women's football? Um, so I'm looking forward to how it progresses. Uh, I think uh, it might not be uh, as easy uh, as Jenny pointed out for either Setu or Kripsa as it was last season. Uh, last season it wasn't Kripsa, but I'm just using Kripsa as a as as a representative of Manipur in general. So um, um, the reason being that Gokulam has done an excellent job of uh, breaking up what the squad or the or the teams that both these clubs had last season. For example, Gokulam has brought in Daya Devi and Gokulam has also brought in Sabitra Bandari. So that takes away a massive threat from both the other clubs. So it will be interesting. Totally looking forward to it. And hopefully, if my, if my calendar permits, I'll, I'm, I'm hoping to go there in time for the finals. And oh, fantastic. Brilliant. Um, yeah, hopefully that works out for you because that will be incredible. Um, Thank you again, guys, uh, for giving us this uh, insight into Indian women's football. Uh, we need to talk more about it as uh, the year progresses, like I said. But um, thank you again for taking time out and have a fantastic evening back home. Thanks, brother. Thanks for coming. Thank you, brother. Nice talking to you. Bye-bye.